Welcome to Finding My Fit. I'm Athena and I'm just a girl trying to find where the heck I fit into the big wide world. Finding My Fit empowers you to become your happiest and healthiest self. Join me every week as we discuss all things health, wellness, mindset, manifestation and lots lots more so you can find your fit. Hi everybody and welcome back to the podcast Finding My Fit. So in today's episode I wanted to cover imposter syndrome. So this is something that I'm sure many of you have heard of because it's quite a, it's kind of like a buzzword at the moment, like a lot of people like to talk about imposter syndrome and I mean I'll get into what it is but I do think that it is something that a lot of people do struggle with, especially in today's day and age when we have so we have access to so much information and we can look at what other people are doing in the world at any second we can just scroll on social media we can go on google and we can see the achievements of other people and it's very easy then to start comparing yourself and thinking that you're not good enough so i wanted to break down like what imposter syndrome is the characteristics how it's diagnosed And also how you can cope with imposter syndrome because it's really not very nice to deal with. It's definitely something that I have dealt, well, it's something that I do still deal with. I guess, I think I deal with it less than I used to, but it's definitely something that it sort of comes and goes for me. (laughs) Did you just hear my cat meow? I don't know whether the mic would have picked that up, but my, what? Clearly my cat wants more attention because he's meowing at me right now. So let's get straight on to what imposter syndrome is. So it was first described actually in the late 1970s by two psychologists called Clance and Imes or Eames. I'm not too sure how that last name is said, but it's basically the internal belief and the feelings that you're not good enough. And it involves the feelings of insecurity and worry that you're not as competent at something than other people think you are or than others perceive you to be. It's it's very much connected to like a perfectionist kind of mindset. You worry that even if you are perfect at something, it's actually just like a fluke or, you know, you've somehow managed to fake your way through life in a way you're convinced that your success is because of chance rather than your ability and your achievements and you kind of like downplay your achievements sometimes people get this feeling that they're going to be exposed or they're going to be like found out to be not as good as people first thought they were you think that you've got to the point where you are in life because of luck as opposed to because you're actually talented and good at something And imposter syndrome can be experienced by anybody and everybody. It's commonly found in high achieving people. You know, it's found mainly in very, very intelligent people, but anybody can experience it and you can have it based on anything. As in, it doesn't have to be academic related. It could be, you know, something creative. It could be being sociable. You know, it, it can be kind of anything. It doesn't have to be oh, people think I'm good at maths, but I'm actually not. You know, it can be anything. And even when you do amazing, if you have imposter syndrome, you're not going to celebrate those successes because you don't feel that you deserve them. And you feel like, you know, like I said, it's just like a chance. It's, It's by luck that you've managed to achieve this thing. 
And people with imposter syndrome tend to place themselves under a lot of pressure. They have a lot of self-doubt, self-sabotage. They really lack belief in their abilities and their competency. Despite being really successful and achieving things, there's worry, there's fear, anxiety, and there's a focus on failure and overworking to try and sort of overcompensate for this look that you're experiencing, even though it's not actually luck, but you think it is. And it can actually lead to, you know, a lot of work-related stress, a lot of physical and emotional exhaustion, and it's very, very closely associated with burnout. So how is imposter syndrome diagnosed? Well, according to the DSM-5, which is like this sort of mental health diagnosis, like book, I guess, around 70% of people will experience imposter syndrome at least once in their lives. And if you answer yes to any of the following questions, you might be suffering with it yourself. So here are the questions that are asked by healthcare professionals or psychiatrists or psychologists who diagnose imposter syndrome. Do you agonize over the smallest mistakes or flaws in your work? Do you attribute your success to luck or outside factors? Are you very sensitive to even constructive criticism? Do you feel like you will inevitably be found out as a phony? Do you downplay your own expertise, even in areas where you are genuinely more skilled than others? There is also something known as the Clance Imposter Phenomenon Scale, and that's used to determine the severity of imposter syndrome. I'm not going to go through them, but it's basically a massive bunch of questions, and they give you a score like out of, I think it's out of 100, and obviously the lower your score, the less likely or the less severe your imposter syndrome is, and obviously higher is more intense imposter syndrome. The causes of IS, I'm just going to call it IS from now on because... I'm going to end up saying that a lot. So IS, the causes coming from a family with high achievements. So if your older siblings have been really, really successful, you can often feel a little bit like you're not as successful as they are, or you just worry that you won't get to their same level of success in your life. Coming from a family where your uh, parents really expect a lot of you and they flip between praise and criticism of like your work and your achievements that can also be a cause of is starting a new job or course having social anxiety disorder or you know a really severe lack of confidence and lack of self-esteem that can also be a major cause for is there are a few different types of is so there is the perfectionist type where you're never satisfied you always feel like your work could be better and you focus on the flaws and mistakes in your work instead of the strengths and the sort of good points of your work. And you put a lot of pressure on yourself. There is also something known as the superhero type, which I love that name, but that is the feeling of being compelled to push yourself to work as hard as possible because you always feel inadequate. Then there is the expert, which is somebody who is always trying to learn more and they're never satisfied with their level of understanding. They always underestimate their expertise. The next type is natural genius. And if you're a natural genius, you set excessively big goals and you feel crushed when you don't succeed them, even though you kind of know in your heart of hearts that your goals are unrealistic. The final type is the soloist imposter syndrome, and that is individualistic and it's the people that prefer to work alone and their self-worth stems off productivity and they feel like asking other people for help is like a weakness or a sign of incompetency. So let's get on into how do you actually cope with imposter syndrome? 
my cat, I don't know whether you can hear it, but my cat is still meowing in the background. I'm going to have to cut out so many meows from this podcast because Jake wants to join in apparently. So how can you cope with IS? The first step is always to recognize and what's the word? Not appreciate. What's the word? Identify that you are suffering with IS. That is always the first step for most things, really. It's just, you know, coming to terms with the fact that you actually might be suffering with this condition. The next step then would be to ask yourself, what what beliefs do you hold? Like, why does everything need to be perfect? Why do I seek approval from other people? Is it because of the way you've been brought up? You've always been told that you need to impress other people. Is it because of your anxiety? You feel like you need to go over the top and try and people please all the time? There are so many different reasons why you might be, why you might hold the beliefs that you do and they might be at the core of your imposter syndrome. I think then the next step to cope with IS is to really become comfortable with yourself and challenge the thoughts and the beliefs that you hold about you and your abilities. This is probably the longest sort of step because becoming comfortable with yourself, becoming more confident in yourself is something that can take months, if not years, but really focusing on learning to love yourself and appreciating how amazing you are, that can be a really big step to overcome IS. Sharing your thoughts and feelings with other people is also very key to help you address and target your thoughts confiding in others can be really great for your mental health, your self-esteem and you might actually find that you're not alone and the people around you who seem to have it all and they seem to be really successful, they might also be suffering from IS. It's probably a lot more common than you think. The next step is to focus on how other people are feeling. So put yourself in their shoes. We, We tend to recognize the qualities and expertise and the abilities of other people around us we fail to recognize these things in ourselves. we kind of forget about our own abilities like i said it's likely that they probably suffer some form of is or they have done in the past it's very easy in this sort of world to compare yourself to other people but try and think about things from their perspective things nobody has a perfect life nobody has everything nobody is super even the most super successful people will have had bumps along the way they will have had letdowns rejections that have decreased their self-confidence but they've carried on going and eventually they've probably got to the point where they are happy with their achievements and they can recognize that in themselves gratitude and self-love are really really helpful when it comes to is write down everything you've achieved in your life or you know that might be a very long list but maybe write down everything you've achieved in the last five years the really big achievements and ask yourself what have you done well what's gone really well in your life what are you proud of achieving what what makes you different from other people and practicing this gratitude every day it doesn't have to be every day maybe every once a week even and you will be reminded of how far you've come and what you've achieved question every critical thought that comes into your head about yourself so are your thoughts fact or opinion it's likely that they're opinion in other words if you're saying to yourself that you're not good enough you don't deserve this success everything's a fluke those aren't facts those are opinions that you have about yourself and they're probably wrong so you know try and think about like every thought you have think about what evidence do i actually have to back up this thought 
And if you can't find any evidence, then it's likely it's just an opinion that you've randomly formed about yourself and it's probably wrong. Try and stop comparing yourself to other people. This is much easier said than done, but you know, going on social media and looking at everybody else's amazing lives is probably not gonna help when you're in a really bad episode of IS. Try and cut back on the social media, focus on you and what you're doing and your achievements and where you wanna go in your life. Actually, that moves me on to the next sort of tip is to set goals and keep these goals in mind. Don't let the imposter syndrome like hold you back or, you know, make you downplay your goals. Try and take these leaps. Try and try and set yourself big goals that are challenging but still achievable. You know, don't don't make them really, really unrealistic as somebody with the natural genius IS subtype would do. You want these to be successful, these goals, so that you do actually achieve them because that will reinforce the positive things that you've told yourself about your successes and your achievements. Ultimately, we are all prone to feeling these feelings. You know, it's quite natural to compare. It's natural to downplay your achievements. For some reason, it's just sort of the way humans are wired. It's easier to look at the negative side of things as opposed to the positives. But practicing these things that I've just said will really help you to shift your mindset and potentially partially rewire your brain so that you end up focusing on the achievements and the abilities that you have as opposed to telling yourself that everything's a fluke and it's just chance and you're a phony and you're an imposter because those things aren't true don't overlook your successes i really hope this episode was helpful and if you are suffering with is you know you're not alone it is tough to deal with it definitely is but there are things that you can do to overcome it i have mentioned a few of them in this podcast and if it's really severe and it's like stopping you from doing things i suggest you know getting some professional help seeing a therapist seeing a counselor and letting them guide you through some of the best exercises to try and overcome your is If you enjoyed this episode and it was helpful, I'd love for you to leave me a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Connect with me on Instagram at findingmyfitpodcast and let me know if there's anything you'd like me to cover in the future. Just let me know on Instagram, DM me over there. I will see you guys in the next episode.